The Lord be with you. Jesus will say to us, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of these who are the least members of my family, so you did it to me. And most of us in this congregation actually have known someone collectively who came to us hungry and thirsty, who came to us as a a stranger, or at least acted like a stranger, who would hide in the back, who came to us half-naked, would come to us sometimes sick, because maybe he was high on drugs, and sometimes he wouldn't come to us because he was in prison because of those same drugs. That young man was named Stephen Manessis. And today we hear that Jesus says to us, we saw Jesus in Stephen. And that is awesome in the most literal meaning of that word, in that it is something that it inspires awe, at least in me. Because for Jesus to say that I saw Jesus in Stephen says a lot about Jesus that's awesome. One, Jesus shows up when I least expect him to. Because Stephen would show up when I least expect him to. Like, literally, I'd be turning off the lights here at the end of a service, and Stephen would pop up from a pew, and I'd be like, ah! Oh, okay, it's Stephen. Or um, we'd be working in the courtyard, maybe working on an art project, or moving furniture, or uh, taking down Christmas decorations, and, and Stephen would suddenly show up riding his bicycle through our courtyard, and, and like Jesus, he'd be there to lend a hand just when I needed him. Or maybe we'd gather here on a Saturday morning to go on a hike and Stephen would be stretched out in the courtyard and just like Jesus, we could invite him to come and walk alongside us on our journey that day. Not only in Stephen did Jesus show up when I least expected it, but in in Stephen, Jesus reminded me of all that I have. Because when I would talk to Stephen on these adventures or while working on these projects, he would tell me about his life. And he would talk about how he had never known a family. How he'd been shuffled from one foster home and agency to another his whole life. And it was clear because he'd never had any kind of consistent family, no one had ever given him a structure never taught him self-discipline, never given him the tools to say, you're here at point A and you want to get to point B. Well, these are the steps you have to do to get there. And because of that, he had no sense of self-worth. On a deep fundamental level, he was convinced that he would never amount to anything. And when I would talk to him, I would give thanks for my family, which has plenty of problems, but at least I had one. At least I had a group of people who throughout my life said, Ben, we believe in you. If you want to do what you want to do, here's how you do it. And they would hold me accountable to get it done. Stephen's favorite book was Harry Potter. Yes, in part because this orphan would discover he had the ability to do great things in this world, but even more so because Harry Potter is a story about giving a child a chance to have a structure, have a path, have a way to make a life for himself in this world and to give him a family when he thought he had none. 
And so Jesus, in Stephen, gave me the opportunity to live out my faith. Gave me the opportunity to say, you know what, our family isn't just the group of people into which we are born. Our family is the group of people into which we are born again. It is the people whom we make family through Christ's love. And so on Stephen's birthday, I would take him out to lunch at the Bear, and he would always order the the peanut butter burger. That's what he wanted. It gave me the opportunity to believe that God can transform anyone's life. And so I would encourage Stephen to go to rehab and I would work with him as he filled out all the paperwork and forms and got his uh, medical checkups so that he was cleared to go. And I, like a, a parent packing up a kid to go to college, I would help him pack up the, the stuff that he would haul around or stash around town. I would pack that up in my car and I would take him to rehab. In Stephen, Jesus gave me the opportunity to live out my faith, believing the greatest gift that we can give someone is Jesus' love. To sit with him and listen to him and pray with him. And so I hope that on the last day, Jesus will say to me, You are blessed by my Father. Enter into the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For just as you did to the least of these members of my family, so you did to me. And that is awesome. But it is also awful in the most profound sense of the word of full of awe and terror. For all the exact same reasons that it's awesome. Because one, in in Stephen, Jesus would show up when I least expected it. Inevitably, I'd be running late for a meeting, and as soon as I was trying to head out the door, that's when Stephen would walk into the door and say, hey, I really need to talk right now. Hi, Stephen. Good to see you. Or it would be two minutes before worship starts, right? The prelude is just wrapping up, and suddenly there'd be this waft of pungent smoke coming into the church. And of course it's Stephen hanging out behind the kitchen, smoking up. This is not the time I want to see you, Stephen. Or I'd be at the end of the day, And I have promised my wife I will be home at this exact moment for some big family event. And I come out of my office and who do I see crying in the courtyard? But Stephen. And Stephen would remind me, just like Jesus, of all the things I have in my life. Over the years, there was probably a dozen conversations that went Basically along this same line, Stephen would be sitting right in front of a doorway smoking, and I'd say to him, Stephen, you can't smoke here, and you can't block the doorway. I need you to go somewhere else. And Stephen would say to me, well, Pastor, you have somewhere else you can go. I don't. And he was right. And so he'd say, if you don't like me smoking here, why don't you go somewhere else? And I'd say, Stephen... Like, you could, like, there's a beautiful park. Why don't you just go hang out down there? And Stephen would say, you know, do you think I've never tried that? Stephen would say, I am known in this town. When I go to the park, people hassle me and tell me to move on. You can go to the park. You have that ability. 
I don't. And he was right. And I'd say to him, Stephen, please, I'm just trying to go home to my family now. And he'd say, yeah, you have a family to go home to. And he was right. I have a family. I have a home. I have money. And there were days where I left Stephen standing in the rain because I didn't want to put those things at risk by bringing him with me. And Stephen, just like Jesus, gave me the opportunity to live out my faith. Because there were days when I would go and talk to him and he would insult me and call me a fake Christian. And I had the opportunity to turn the other cheek in those moments. And there were times when he was high and out of his mind and he would be yelling and screaming at voices that I couldn't see, but which were tormenting him. And I had in that moment to fight demons with prayer. And then there were days when I had dropped off Stephen at a six-month rehab program. And then I would come back to church, and a week later I would see him walk back through these doors. And in those moments, Jesus in Stephen gave me the opportunity to remember that I am not in control. That I am neither God nor King. I'm just Ben. And if I'm honest with you, the truth is, I don't always want to live out my faith. I don't always want to be told that I'm a terrible person while I'm actively trying to help the person who's insulting me. I don't always want to have to be the voice of the gospel speaking against the voice of demons shrieking in the night. I don't want to be the one who has to keep trying to help someone who doesn't want to help himself. And I don't want to be the one to be reminded of all that I have and feel guilty because someone else doesn't have it. I don't want to have to see Jesus when I don't want to see Jesus. And for all this, there were times when I would see Stephen, and he wouldn't see me, or at least I didn't think he'd see me, and so I would just walk the other direction, or I'd look through the window of my office and I'd see him on this side of the door, and so I'd say, you know, I have a rear exit, and I'd just go out the back. There were days when I would talk to Stephen. And he'd be ranting about how no one tried to help him, how unfair life was, how we might as well just get high. And I'd throw up my hands and say, fine, if you cannot see all the good that's being given to you, if you want to do it your way, do it your way. Get high, wander in the street till someone hits you or until you overdose. I just can't deal with you right now. And then, of course, last spring, he did die. And I don't have to deal with him anymore. Jesus says, just as you did not do to those who are the least, the members of my family, you did not do to me. And for all that I did not do to Stephen, I will be called accursed. 
and cast into a lake of fire prepared for the devil and his angels. On the last day, on that day of judgment, Jesus tells us that he will come and he will gather all nations before him and he will be seated on a throne. Jesus, who in this life appears to us as the pauper, will be revealed to be the prince, the king of the universe. And he will sit in judgment. And it says that he will divide people one from another as a shepherd divides sheep from goats. And so on that day, I asked myself, Will I be a sheep? Or will I be a goat? Will I be able to say, Jesus, I saw you in Stephen and I cared for you? Or will I have to say, I did not want to see you in Stephen and so I did not care for you? On that day, will I be a blessed saint or an accursed sinner? And the truth is, I will be both. I am both. And yet, I have hope for that day of judgment. I look forward to it with faith. Because I trust that on that day when Jesus is revealed to be the King, when He is the Shepherd of all people, He will be my King. And He will be my Shepherd. And even Jesus' judgment on that day will be to rescue me. Because the truth is, I miss Stephen. My eyes will wander to the corners of the church where he used to hide, wondering if perhaps today I'll see him. And whenever a young man without a jacket rides down the, shirt, rides down the street past me, my heart will skip a beat and say, Is that Stephen? But here's also the truth. If I were to see Stephen alive today, just as he was, there would be this moment of initial joy and I would hug him and hold him close and be so happy. But that part of me that resented him, resented always having to encourage him when he couldn't encourage himself, in time, that part of me would come back. And I would resent him once again. But on the last day, when Jesus raises the dead and we have to stand in judgment, on that day I will see Stephen again. But Jesus gives us this promise. That on that day, Jesus will separate people one from another. Jesus will separate the sheep from the goats. And so I trust that on that day, Jesus will take me and separate the sheep that is in me from the goat. Jesus will separate the saint within me from the sinner. Jesus will separate that part of me that could not or would not see Jesus in Stephen and will cast that part of me into a lake of fire forever. But that part of me, which God made in God's own image, 
which knew Christ in the least of these members of his family, that part of me, Jesus will say, blessed are you by my Father, and Jesus will welcome me into the kingdom, prepared before the foundations of the world. And when I enter that kingdom, I will see Stephen, and I will greet him with only joy in my heart, because I will see in him the face that showed me Jesus here in this life. Friends, may we live every day of this life looking with joy to see the face of Jesus now. Amen.